Hello again, awesomers. It is me, Steve Simonson. It's your old buddy. And we're talking today about some awesomers news items. And we're going to talk specifically about some of the Amazon Prime Day news, as well as some of the other breaking news as it relates to Amazon and other marketplaces. So uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you tuned in. And I hope you've already clicked subscribe and shared and saved and reviewed and all those other things that uh, help the podcast continue to rank. Uh, so let's get started. And uh, by reminding you, I suppose that awesomers.com slash 147 is the place to go to see show notes and details about today's episode. And I've got some links put in there that talk about some of these articles and some of these topics that I'm going to be discussing in case you want to dive deeper. So let's start with the elephant in the room. We don't know when Prime Day is, not yet anyway, not as I record this. It could be released moments from now. I don't know. But as of the time I record this, it is not yet known. But uh, later on in the episode, I'm going to give you some past Prime Day details, as well as when I speculate that Prime Day will be this year. So stay tuned for that. Uh, leading off, in my mind, some of the news items is this idea that the FTC and the DOJ, and for those tuning in from outside of America, FTC means the Federal Trade Commission, and DOJ means Department of Justice, they, those two uh, federal agencies of the United States government negotiated jurisdiction over antitrust investigations uh, that involve big companies like Apple, uh, Alphabet, which owns Google, Amazon, and Facebook. And I think this is an important uh, notation because, you know, it's easy to see how Apple is kind of dominating the the app market, that's the big complaint is the app developers say, you know, Apple essentially has a monopoly. It's easy to see that Google has the clear domination on search and that Facebook has the clear domination on social media, right? Between Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and so on and some of their other properties they have, they just, they completely own social media. So those are pretty logical. And frankly, it's also easy to see why Amazon's in that uh, list. They completely dominate online purchases or uh, online commerce, as, as people might think of it. So what does that mean to us? That means that as consumers, we may have less choices because of Amazon's dominance. And as sellers, we may have a difficulty competing with Amazon because they use, at least they're alleged to have used and continue to use unfair trade practices. Now, I don't know. Uh, any of the legal facts and I don't have any of those details. So if the Amazon friends of mine who are listening, don't get your panties in a bunch. This is uh, just news that I'm reporting. And this one actually comes from TechCrunch and it's our leading item. If you want to dig into it a little bit, uh, I think it's worth knowing about. Sorry about my chair cracking there, but it happens. The, the point being that there will be um, antitrust and monopoly types of investigations and that the FTC and the DOJ are just kind of deciding how to slice up the pie and who's got the lead and who's got the authority. And I think that in itself is a sign of the way the wind is blowing, right? You can tell that these things are coming. And uh, Vox did an article that went into the details, various different aspects of Amazon's business model and kind of broke down in their own way where they see some of the things that, that, puts Amazon at risk for an antitrust probe. Now, I'll argue a couple of the Amazon points. Amazon will say, hey, 
we can't be antitrust because we are not anti-competitive. We, in fact, foster competition by doing things like having multiple sellers on the same item, right? The counter argument to that is it's not the same item. You have multiple sellers selling counterfeit stuff on a bunch of the private label items. It's fair to say that somebody selling used books, if there's 50 of them, the price is being beat down on those used books, uh, resoundingly so. So Amazon gets a check mark on a, the happy score, but for the allowing so much counterfeit, they get two check marks against because that uh, is happening in a pretty rampant way. So anyway, Vox goes into some details. And again, a lot of this is fostered by politicians. And I, I want you to just kind of ignore that and think about it on a factual basis and also think about it on an impact basis. So some of the things that Vox calls out is they think that fulfillment by Amazon's pricing structure uh, is somehow anti-competitive. For example, if Amazon sellers use FBA to ship products sold by Amazon, the price is way less than a multi-channel fulfillment. And so the FTC would like to know, hey, why if the product is being shipped to a, a seller's customer, wherever that customer may have originated, whether it's Etsy or eBay or their own website, why are you charging so much extra? And the reality is they have found discrepancies of upwards of 75%, and they think that's anti-competitive because they're forcing it into Amazon's sales channel right with that pricing and that is a fair question I think uh, and I hope that Amazon will resolve that of course Amazon is well known to be competing with its own sellers right uh, the Amazon marketplace is huge and growing and there's a lot of volume that's happening there and you'll see uh, the headlines where Bezos leads off with the headline that hey marketplace sellers are kicking our butt but there's a few little uh, asterisks in my mind, that should be talked about in that. So at times, Amazon has aggressively promoted its own brands on its own website, right? That's its real estate. Sellers don't have access to that, but they do it like when, when you find a brand, a private label brand from Google, Amazon was directly showing like, here's the Amazon brands uh, for this. And it was, it was pretty egregious, frankly, because in, in many ways, those external bits of traffic are driven by paying Google or paying Facebook or wherever. And we as a private brand, to have our brand compete with Amazon's brand where they get that real estate either at a subsidized or free rate is just, well, it's just frankly, uh, it's unfair. And they, they the argument there is that you can't have it both ways. Are you going to promote it to your own brands or are you going to be a marketplace? And all brands, I understand the argument that all brands have private label products. Amazon claims that their sales of these private labels are tiny. Uh, I would love to really crunch the numbers and audit those numbers because uh, some of the numbers we're doing say that they're, uh, they're definitely selling a lot of those, billions of those private label products. What's my point? It's reasonable to say that a brand like Amazon, Target, Walmart can make private label items. That's fair. But Walmart and Target don't have the same access to the, the data of sellers that we do, right? Yes, all retailers know what is selling because that's the nature of you know, pushing things through their cash register. They get all that data. But Amazon forces us to disclose our suppliers, forces us to disclose you know, shipping details, and so much more data 
than other retailers. That it gives them, in my mind, an unfair advantage, and I, I hope they set it right. I know the EU is very concerned about this as well. Of course, there's the Amazon Prime bundling of services. That seems great for a consumer, but there's a fair question that says, is that an unfair advantage? And there are other aspects of this uh, sort of investigation. So I'm not going to dive too much uh, deeper into that. But the point is, antitrust and monopoly investigations are coming. This could lead to no changes, uh, maybe a pat on the back for Amazon for doing a good job. This could lead to a breakup of Amazon in some way. I don't think I know. I certainly, I'm telling you affirmatively, I don't know. And I don't think anybody really knows. But it will create consternation. And I, I hope it promotes positive changes at Amazon. There are so many good people there. They're trying to do the right thing, so many of them. Uh, but there are some definite um, scallywags in the bunch who are, in my mind, taking advantage of sellers in some ways. So Jeff Wilkie, in another article from MarketWatch, says that, hey, th this criticism and scrutiny is warranted, but don't break up the company. That's nuts. And so I've linked uh, to an article from Marketplace and Wilkie basically says the following. This is a, a quote, basically. Um, no one inside Amazon shares seller data to create new products and said that its private label brand uh, business accounts for less than 1% of sales. Now, I, I personally, you know, I, I'm not going to question his numbers because he's a, an honest guy and it's a public company, um, so it could be checked. But I, I think private label for their brands, how they define it, how they're accruing it, how they're attributing sales. I don't know how it works, but I think there's more to it than just 1% of sales, I'll be honest with you. There's some parsing of numbers in my view. Um, and the fact that Chinese sellers have all of the Amazon data anyway and use it regardless of Amazon policies or rules just shows that anything could happen inside of Amazon, especially when you have someone who is uh, paid inside of Amazon, who's compensated inside of Amazon to develop new products that get traction. And, you know, the, the old, uh, one of my axioms is, you know, Occam's razor, the law of parsimony. The simplest explanation is most likely the, the correct explanation. And I would definitely say people should be wary of this reality that, you know, data is being used in an unfair way. This is my opinion, and I'm open to being wrong. And I invite Jeff Bezos or Jeff Wilkie or any other Amazon person to come on and school me and tell me how wrong I am. Uh, okay, so Prime Day inventory is due by uh, to, into Amazon by June 27th. That means it has to be received by June 27th. Uh, E-commerce Bytes uh, has an article that I linked to on that and you can get into the details. Now, I want to give you a little history lesson here. The first Prime Day was in 2015 on July 15th. The second Prime Day was July 12th of 2016. And then uh, the third official Prime Day was July 11th, 2017, although it kicked off the evening of the 10th and ran for 30 hours. And then in 2018, the Prime Day was on July 17th, which kicked off actually on the 16th and then ran for 36 hours and did some obviously quite extraordinary numbers. A lot of people don't realize that in this Prime Day time period, they sold more on that kind of fake holiday, made up holiday, in, than they did on Cyber Monday. Now, 
I think people are predicting that Prime Day this year will either be on July 9th or 16th, and it has not been announced as of this recording. But my, I would speculate that it's going to be on the 16th, personally, uh, based a little bit on the history. I don't have any inside info. I don't know nothing, as usual. Uh, my axiom zero is I don't know nothing about nothing. But I, I encourage people to take advantage of Prime Day. I do think this is one of the, the greatest uh, achievements of Amazon is to create a holiday in the slowest, crappiest time of year that creates a whole, almost a gravitational pull of retail. You'll find other retailers like Walmart and probably eBay to some extent all you know, doing promotions or things in July as well to take advantage of the, the rabid nature of consumers who are now kind of trained into thinking of this uh, fake holiday as something worthwhile. And sellers are being beaten down on price. Uh, so to get Prime Day deals is not easy these days and the margin is not good which means for consumers that is good and again a point to Amazon on keeping competition alive. When Amazon on the other hand takes away the buy box because it thinks your price is too high compared to your competition, I think that's unfair uh, and I think it's unwarranted as well for Amazon to decide unilaterally what's competitive and what's not. And again, even if it's using data, it has no idea, you know, if you're selling an iPhone case, how can it tell if your iPhone case is worth $70 or 70 cents when the construction of the materials and the, the you know, waterproof this or, you know, uh, military grade that, all of those factors can be um, weighed in. And I know Amazon's got super brilliant people and great data. I just don't think that part of it is, is fair. It sounds like I'm crying a lot today, but I'm just telling you the way it is. So. Uh, continuing on, um, so Prime Day, again, I think is going to be Jan July 16th, but it's possible to be July 9th or some other day. Uh, either way, stay, stay tuned, pay close attention to that. Um, we already talked about the fact that um, Amazon's FBA service may in and of itself be anti-competitive, and Business Insider shares a, a detailed article about how the FTC is investigating that a little bit more in detail. There are uh, articles being published, um, I think in May of 2019, the insider.com published some of the reactions to Amazon's uh, seller negative review and, and some issues on Reddit. And of course, reviews are, remain a hot topic and probably one of the most sensitive landmines that Amazon has to, to get over because there, there's so much kind of bad behavior. Um, good customers are less and less inclined to leave reviews where unhappy customers are more inclined. And then of course, um, let's just say the black hat guys are absolutely manipulating reviews on a day-to-day -day basis. And that is, it pollutes the ecosystem and it's bad for everybody. So, um, the, the reality, though, is if you ask for review, review reversals, uh, that can create a problem for you. And I've got links on awesomers.com slash 147 on that page that you can take a look at. And I, I go further and enlist another business insider where they talked about how Amazon is being flooded by fake five-star reviews. And these stories that keep coming to light really do push changes inside of Amazon. One of the things that is... I don't know, it's very certain to me is Amazon is 
they react to bad publicity, bad press. And I could give you a number of examples, but uh, that just seems to be the, the reality of things. So, um, okay, moving on. Um, outside of reviews, which we all kind of know about, Amazon just successfully defended itself on a $300,000 product liability lawsuit regarding uh, a product that was purchased by um, a consumer on Amazon from a third-party seller. And I linked an article from the Insurance Journal who talked about the fact and how this case was actually dismissed in summary judgment, essentially saying that Amazon, as a publisher of third-party information, has no liability. Apparently, it even went to the appellate court, and they agreed that Amazon was not the seller, which is, whew, uh, it's hard to imagine, frankly. If, if the courts understood the amount of control Amazon has, <coughs> excuse me, on each transaction, uh, I think it's, it's an interesting thing. But one thing to me that will come as a result of this is that Amazon is going to start figuring out how to crack down on uh, product liability insurance for sellers. I think if I was that insurance company, I would have said, just show me the part where you got that third-party uh, company to prove that they had product liability insurance or any insurance for that matter. And I think they would have shown that Amazon probably is not checking that. And I do think that proactively Amazon will start checking that. And so if you don't have product liability insurance, let's get in the game. Uh, let's get that done. And if you don't have any idea where to begin, go to the empowery.com uh, e-commerce cooperative and ask them to refer somebody to you. Um, okay, so we, we talked about this idea that, you know, um, Amazon is trying to be more of a marketplace like eBay and less like uh, Walmart, but I've included an article from the fool.com uh, website that talks about this marketplace concept. But the reality is you can be a marketplace but still control the market, and that's part of the argument that they make in there. Um, by the way, in e-commerce Bytes, which is an online e-commerce uh, magazine, I've included an article that talks about eBay essentially saying, do free shipping uh, or else. Now, they don't quite go um, that far, but they're, they're trying to promote it in a friendly way, saying, hey, you can do it without really taking a big risk. And they talk about the fact that they want free shipping on all listings. And you should just listen to that and then just do it. If you want to be successful on eBay and you don't offer free shipping, it's not going to work in my opinion. Um, uh, I include another e-commerce bytes article that the buyers at both Amazon and eBay and probably in other marketplaces, they really know how to work the system to make basically bad returns. They know if they just say that it was defective or not as uh, represented, not as shown, whatever the various designations are, then they can get a, a free returns, free shipping, all that back. And it could be buyer's remorse, it could be they used it and broke it, it could be any number of things, but buyers really do know how to work the system. And so my advice to sellers is to make sure that you have, you know, all the, the possible efforts made to reduce returns by making good quality products, clear instructions, so on and so forth, but also make sure you build in some number, some percentage for returns in your margins, otherwise you will not make money. And finally, uh, I included an article from Tambay that talks about how eBay is committed to a more positive seller experience. And 
you know, eBay was highly criticized over the past 10 years for essentially making the, the buyers, you know, so, so much in control. And, you know, Amazon has done this uh, to a fair to the well, as, uh, in my opinion as well. They, you know, everybody wants to say that the, the buyers are always right. But I think that if eBay and Amazon will put in some reasonable limitations or guardrails, as we might call them, then, you know, we can all cooperate together. But the, the idea that, you know, sellers are not being taken advantage of, especially on big ticket uh, brand name items, I think is, is uh, naive. And so uh, eBay is committed to a more positive seller experience. You should check that out. Uh, you can also get a, a special eBay introduction to one of their beta programs. If you uh, go to theempowery.com, just ask them for the eBay introduction. Uh, I recommend you guys become Empowery members. There's the bronze level that's really cheap and easy to get into. Uh, no recurring costs, but a lot less benefits. And then there's the shareholder level that you can uh, upgrade to and actually earn cash back in addition to the discounts and, and perks that go on. So I really encourage you guys to do that. If you haven't done it already, why not? I, I uh, you know, I'm doing this for free. I'm doing that for free as well. Uh, at some point, I'm going to stop doing free stuff. So uh, now's the time to get involved and, and uh, pay attention. Uh, I also encourage you guys to go to kevinandsteve.com, see what we're cooking up over there. We have incredible demand for this idea. We launched the idea, or soft launch, I should say, in Seattle at the Empowery Conference and in Austin at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit. And we had great, great response, overwhelming response, I think it's fair to say. And we're now just trying to keep up with some of the, ca the case studies and, and uh, beta testers. Uh, once we have the idea fleshed out, we're going to share it more. Uh, believe it or not, we wanted to share it already. It just is so difficult and so complex that uh, it just hasn't made sense yet. But one day when we grow up, we hope to share it. And uh, if you go to kevinsteve.com, you'll be able to stay in touch. So awesomers, uh, I want you to pay close attention. It's going to be a great summer. Sales are a little softer in the summertime besides Prime Day. There's a little bit of a dip down. It's a slow time of year. People are on holiday and vacations around the world. Uh, don't let that get you down. Prepare for Christmas. Uh, one final word of caution, don't overextend. There are some aspects of these coming months, uh, and I'm talking about macroeconomic things like the housing market, uh, the trade situation with China. There are some things that make cash worthwhile to have. So my advice is, you know, instead of trying to, you know, quadruple, quintuple this Christmas, maybe just try to double or triple and keep some cash in the bank. You might want, uh, you might want a little to fall back on if sales don't go uh, swimmingly. And uh, again, I'm, I'm an abundance guy, not a scarcity guy, but I also know that the markets, you know, go up and down. It's not always just straight up. So bear that in mind. Uh, go to awesomers.com slash 147 to see today's show notes. And please do me a favor. Go click subscribe. Um, whatever you're using it, certainly iTunes helps the most. Subscribe, uh, share it, comment, review it. Uh, let's, let's show a little love here and uh, keep the train going. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you soon.